Everybody <laughs> just uh, heard us say bad football team and thought it was the Jets. I literally said bad football team. They're like, all right, Jets. And I was like, Someone no. Said Texans. Texans. Uh, Eagles was guessed a lot. No, no one guessed lines. No, no, no one can like conceive. No one can like perceive someone like taking a job with the lines. <laughs> Nobody can. You willingly move to Detroit. Welcome to our episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Chalk alongside Tate Sigworth and Nick Merriams who broke down the two top quarterbacks. In this year's draft, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma and UNC's Sam Howell. Now we're breaking down who a lot of people has as the top prospect period in this draft. And that is Oregon edge defender Kayvon Thibodeau. We're going to go over his strengths, weaknesses, where he ranks for us on our boards, get player comps for him, and what NFL teams he might fit at the next level. Before we start the video, please like and subscribe to the channel. Of course, be sure to follow our Twitter Instagram, TikTok, at Boom or Bust Draft. We're on YouTube and also everywhere you get your podcasts. Please like us, subscribe, rate us five stars, do everything. Please check out the merch store uh, and please keep supporting us because support for us is brought to you by that right here. This is the Manscaped 4.0, by the way. 3.0, throw out the window, buy the 4.0. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, our go-to for men's full-body grooming products from the legends who introduced the greatest electric ball hair trimmer ever. Manscaped is now introducing the Ultra Smooth Package, a razor and formulation kit designed for the brave men out there who like to go to the skin when they trim their balls. Your new nickname is going to be the Bald Eagle after using the Ultra Smooth Package. Men... There's nothing worse than that ingrown hair when you go to the skin, especially when it's summer bod season, which it is right now. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off with free shipping with the code BOOMERBUST. That's BOOMERBUST, all caps, no spaces for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. With Manscaped. I, oh, Dominic, these are, again, keep outdoing yourself, man. Max, how is that summer bod coming? Uh, pretty terribly. Pretty terribly. Oh. Combine, okay. hopefully, will be happening soon. We'll see. Someday. Um, it's going well for the brand, though. It's going well for yeah. The brand is going to be uh, the thriving. Brand is I, I'm in an all-time low in terms of uh, fitness right now. So summer bod, not going well. But I will be trimmed because of this right here. Manscaped. That's true. Trimmed. Aerodynamic, you could say. <laughs> Very aerodynamic. Won't help me much. Trim off no. a couple tenths of a second off my 6.5 time in the four. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go over the background on someone who actually is really athletic. That's Kayvon Thibodeau. The junior from Oregon, six foot five, 250 pounds. He's a former five-star recruit, number two overall and number two edge in 2019, coming out of California. Freshman All-American in 2019, made the AP Pac-12 All-Conference first team. AP third team All-American in 2020. And in two years, he has 12 sacks, 23 and a half tackles for loss, six passes defensed, and a forced fumble. So, Tate, let's start with you. When you watch Kayvon Thibodeau, what do you like the most? Um, a lot of things. I mean, I think that might be I'm one of the few people here in this podcast right now just bracing for what's coming from Nick and Max that are still on the Kayvon Thibodeau train. Um, 
his size, athletic ability. He just has like an awesome jump off the ball when you watch him. He's always the, just the first off the ball, blowing by the tackles. He just blows dudes away around the edge. He's your classic, true edge rusher. Maybe something that was missing in last year's draft class, but he is exactly that. Is a true classical edge rusher. Um, he's got speed. He's got power. He's got a little bit of both. Mainly a speed guy, but you know he has power to back it up. Uh, pedigree. Second video without PJ. Uh, no pedigree uh, for PJ, but five-star recruit, number two player in the nation. Just mm -hmm. you know, ridiculous, uh, and just a dominant freshman year. I'm gonna just rattle off some accolades that maybe overlapped what you just said. Team record for sacks and led the team in tackles for loss as a true freshman. Uh, most Pac-12 freshman sacks since 2009. Uh, Pac-12 freshman defensive player of the year. Consensus freshman All-American and first-team AP All-Pac-12. Just a ridiculous true freshman. Uh, he's gonna be 21 on draft day. Good age. He just has all of the true edge rushing abilities. Um, bullied Elijah Vera Tucker as well uh mm -hmm. PJ you know Rip PJ again uh his <laughs> his trade up first round pick um, <laughs> um so yeah I a lot, lot to like about Kayvon Thibodeau yeah uh physically he's ready for the NFL I mean we saw it right off the jump double digit sacks in year one unbelievable the production as a young player is great and it gives you that extra time to kind of fine-tune your game which uh, we'll get to a little bit later. He uh, I, He's obviously a great athlete. He's got the speed that you need. I think he's got power. He's aggressive with his arms. Unbelievable motor. He's a guy who does not quit on plays. If the play extends and the quarterback's running around, he's the dude, while the rest of the linemen are kind of standing around, he's like making his way across the field to do what the other players aren't. Un I, I love to see that from guys. Um, he can rush from both sides. Uh, you know, and he he's physical. He'll get up against bigger tackles with his aggressive hands. He'll push guys back. Um, and he's produced. Uh, and I just think with all those tools, that as we see with a lot of these guys who are just raw athletes at the edge rusher position, once you start developing those tools, those abilities to throw out different pass rush moves, you see the numbers fall and you become really, really highly touted edge rushing prospects. That's what's happening with this guy. He showed up immediately. He was supposed to be good. He produced um, a little more fine-tuning, and I think he's headed on his way to being a top pick in this year's NFL draft. Yeah, look, if you were to build an edge defender in a lab, it looked a lot like Kayvon Thibodeau. Six foot five, 250, unreal get-off, unreal explosion. I think he translates speed to power really, really well, can bully opposing tackles. His change of direction ability is top-notch. Nick, you mentioned the motor, which I noticed too, and also he never came off the field. Like, they would sub in a lot of other defensive linemen in Oregon. Kayvon Thibodeau would stay in every single defensive play. So this guy... It was like an Iron Man. He played every single play and still was going balls to the wall for our guys at Manscaped every single snap uh, as well. And then, Tay, you mentioned it too, that that Pac-12 championship game, man. I, PJ would like to make the argument that snap count was off for USC, but there's no way around it. I mean, he dominated Elijah Bear Tucker, who, by the way, was the 14th overall pick. He had double-digit pressures, a sack, two tackles for loss, a pass defense, was the MVP of the Pac-12 championship game. Not a lot of times you see the defensive player being MVP. So You, you um, want to talk about Max talking about the Micah Parsons bowl game performance? Yep, Thibodeau's performance was like kind of on the same level where he was just so dominant, so clearly like the best player on the field. Um, and he, he wore him down. Like it was like, it was pretty good in the first half. The second half is really where he started just wearing down that USC offensive line. Yeah. And that's the motor. Like that's, 
just he, it got to the point in. where like you were I was just watching Kayvon Thibodeau every play. Like I didn't care what happened other than that. I was like, wow, this guy's dominating. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch the guy every play. We posted, I think, like five or six different videos <laughs> on the Boomer Bus yeah. Twitter that night. Just be like, hey, uh 2021 draft, we're doing a lot of 2021 draft. Obviously, follow us for that. But 2022, man, holy crap, this guy might be edge one for 2021. He definitely would have been edge one for 2021. Uh, but Nick, let's go over the weaknesses for Kayvon Thibodeau. What do you think they are? Um, so I got a couple. Um, I think his lateral quickness isn't great, especially against the run. I think there's a lot of times where he he allows gaps to open up so he can try and bait a running back, so he can go and make the tackle. And when he leaves like not a lot of space so he can get over and make the tackle, it goes well. But either he leaves too much space for running backs or he just has a really hard time covering lateral distance because a lot of these times he he comes up short and then running backs are running right past him. His run defense, I think, uh, dipped a little bit last year because of this subpar get off at times. You see it that, you know, when it works for him, I think it's great. I think at other times I, I feel like he's being a little too patient or I, he needs to work at it. I don't really know. Uh, what the thing is there, but really the thing that uh, that stuck out for me is he is just so raw. I I, I I don't think he and we we see guys come out like Miles Garrett, like Chase Young, who are these super athletic pass rushers, and they say they need to get more pass rush moves. Like they use this one move over and over again, and they need to just refine that part of their game and get used to using other moves. I'm not certain Thibodeau has like one move yet. Um, and I, because of that, I think there is some development that needs to be had before we start talking about him as a potential uh, lock-in as a top three, top five pick in this draft. Um, I, I think my biggest thing, besides maybe, you know, general fireman adding more pass rep moves, because I, I agree, maybe he's limited, maybe he just doesn't need it, because he just, one thing works, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so we'll see about that. But I just think the Oregon system, we've talked about it a little bit privately, like in our text chat and stuff and on Skype calls. But just sometimes they line him up at like inside linebacker and just have him rush the A-gap. Like, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> Oregon this guy doesn't is... want to use their players, man. Panay no. Sewell, they kind of wasted. Justin Herbert, we didn't know if he was good or not. And now came on Tim. And I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? You got superstars. Yeah. So many people were wrong on Herbert just because like, you just didn't see it. They just really, ran screens. They just ran screens, and they, you couldn't see how good Her Justin Herbert was. Yeah. And uh, lining up Kayvon Thibodeau at the A gap and just having an inside linebacker, like that's just kind of stupid because he's such a good edge rusher. Like, let him do that, please, and, and stop him. stunting him. Yeah, just yeah. stop stunting his growth. Let him work these pass rush moves that we're talking uh -huh. about that he needs to add to his game and get more reps where he like actually should be playing. That that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I, I agree with, with you guys. I, Nick, you mentioned he's raw, not many pass rushings to speak of. He kind of, how he wins right now is just pure athleticism. Like, he's just a freak, and he's just winning based off that, which is good because it's scary to think about uh, what can happen if he gets good coaching next level. But still, he's a lot, very, very raw right now. Also, kind of inconsistent. The first few games of uh, 2020 weren't good. He wasn't that good at all. Second half of 2020, he was literally unstoppable. So you want to see him play well all year this year. Also, the competition, Pac-12, isn't great in terms of the offensive lines he's going to face. Uh, he is going up against Tate's team, Ohio State, which is going yeah, to be the Ohio State, fun. Max, please. please Ohio please. State. Uh, they got the best tackle duo in the nation in Thayer Munford and Nicholas Petit-Frere. So that game is going to be must-see TV for the 2022 draft because Kayvon Thibodeau against those two will be you, – you'll see a lot from all three of those guys. All three of those guys look like prospects right now. Um, so we'll see what uh, who's actually really good. 
Missed tackles, too. They're an issue on tape. And I, I want to see him add a little bit of weight, get up to like 260, 265, because right now he's 6'5", 250. I think he's got room on that frame to, to build a little bit. Uh, so, Tate, give me the bottom line on Thibodeau, where he ranks for you, player comp, and any uh, team fits you got for the next level. Uh, all right. Similar to kind of Rattler Howell being at this point in time for me, kind of interchangeable. I haven't decided if they're, you know, number one, number two overall, yada, yada. Um, I think Thibodeau and then Derek Stingley, who we're going to talk about in the video for Tuesday, um, are kind of three, four for me. I'm not really sure where exactly to put them in what order. Um, obviously, a lot could change over the next year, uh, depending on how these guys play and who else may come up. But for now, he's edge one. He's a top five player for me. Uh, my comp, I'm going DeMarcus Ware, I guess. Another mm-hmm. long, pretty quick edge rusher. Uh, credit Daniel Jeremiah. It actually came out an article today, day of recording, yep. um, with this comp. And there's been like 800 articles as a result. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I like it. I don't really see anybody else. I don't want to put out like Miles Garrett or anybody like freakishly. Mm-hmm. I know DeMarcus Ware is a awesome player, a great player. Um, but I just I didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm going to Marcus Ware, edge one for now. Top four or five player for me. Some might say Demarcus Ware better than Miles Garrett, but I don't know. Tate. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, I got I got some Homerism working in my blood. I, I feel like we're we're discounting that. Miles Garrett, I'm just doing the Hall of Famer, Demarcus Ware. Tate's becoming me. I love it. I hate comps. Comps are not my favorite. Wilson for for Rattler, and I was like, Zach Wilson, and now I'm. Just say 2022. I think Taysom was going a little out there this year. Hey, Baker Mayfield, toss that in too. I'm the hot hot (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Max Max talked about Thibodeau adding weight. Uh, Yeah, I think he has to. Uh, I think he just, he's really long and he's strong and he's got the speed, but he doesn't play like a 250 pound edge rusher, you know? Um, He plays like someone who has more weight on him. And I just think if he continues to play that way, he's going to have to put on some weight at the NFL level. Um, so my comp for him right now is just an athletic guy who's also 6'5", 250. Another guy whose pass rush win rate is, like, under his sack expectation, which is what kind of happened with, with Kayvon last year. Um, I've been told we can't really, like, say, like, exactly <laughs> pass rush win rate numbers. Let's just say I've gotten them from different sites because there's different types of them. Uh, <laughs> I actually did look at a bunch of different sites and that kind of, kind of like that. But, um, Brian Burns, Brian Burns. <laughs> That's my comp. A uh, guy who came into the league as just an athlete. A lot of people were wondering how he's going to fit um, as as a, just as effectively a speed rusher. Size hasn't been an issue uh, other than maybe some injury troubles at times. But he has produced as a, as a pass rusher at the NFL level. And he struggled against the run, uh, which, you know what, uh, I think also fits with Thibodeau. So I think it's similar. Um, as far as how high I have on my board, I don't know because I really have only graded like five players. But uh, I'm going to put like a soft number six overall as a guess for him. Uh, I have the two quarterbacks over him. I think Stingley's the best non-QB prospect in this class, uh, which we'll talk about in a, in a video coming up. Uh, and then I, I you know, I, I, he's in a spot where he can improve and jump up from the number six spot. I, I, the way I see him right now, last year at this time, we're talking about Gregory Rousseau as number one edge player, and mm-hmm. he's way ahead of Gregory Rousseau. Like, there's a gap there, but I don't think he's with the Miles Garrett Chase Youngs yet. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, after a bad edge class, Nick mentioned it. I think Thibodeau's back to that star edge we're used to seeing every year, 
But I don't think he's in that Miles Garrett, Bosa brothers, Chase Young tier where you're like, okay, those guys are like going to be superstars in the NFL. Like we just know it. Um, I, I, Mike Renner said this on the two for one pie. He said he's more than that Bradley Chubb tier. Like, I think I kind of agree with that. Like Bradley Chubb, I, I liked a lot coming out of Mississippi State, but there were a lot of warts. And I was like, yeah, he'll, he'll be good. I don't be good. I don't think, I don't know if he's going to be a superstar. I'm kind of there with Thibodeau, which I know a lot of people aren't. A lot of people want to put him in that Bosa, Chase Young, Garrett tier, but I'm not there yet. Uh, I think he is better than any of the edges we had, though, by a mile uh, this year. The physical tools, all there. He's still raw, though. As of right now, my number four prospect, number one edge, uh, he's behind Rattler, Howell, and Stingley on my board. Player comp, I saw this a couple times, and I kind of like it. Robert Quinn, uh, both great size, freaky tools. When Quinn put it all together in 2013, he was one of the best defensive players in the league. But he's had kind of an up-and-down career. Otherwise, I think Thibodeau is kind of similar, where it's like, if he puts it all together, look out. But he could have an up-and-down career. He's kind of had it Oregon so far. Um, team fits, uh, Texans, Lions, Eagles, whoever misses out on the quarterbacks, because there, I think there is a drop-off as of right now. Obviously, there's going to be someone that comes out of nowhere like Zach Wilson, Joe Burrow. Um, but after Rattler and Howell, I think there's a big drop-off to like someone like Malik Willis. Um, and then potentially, I want to keep throwing out Denver. If they want to move on from Von Miller, the Giants, the Bengals, they could both use edges. So those are some teams I think could get Kayvon Thibodeau. But that's what we got on Kayvon Thibodeau. So please like the video, subscribe to the channel. Comment what you think about Thibodeau. Is he the number one overall player in 2022? Because a lot of people think so. So let us know. Also comment what video you want us to do next. Follow our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Boomer Bus Draft, or leave a review on our podcast. Check out the website below. Hit our merch store. And, of course, go to manscaped.com. And use the promo code BOOMERBUST, all caps, no spaces, for 20% off and free shipping. So for Tate Sigworth and Nick Miriam, I'm Max Chadwick. Have a great night.